Suns Day brought to you by Coco 5, Wolf, and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Wolf, I have to read you this tweet. It has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about, which is the sign of a great uh, driver on a radio show. Okay. Starting things off with uh, something that has nothing to do with this topic. But we talked about it so much yesterday. Dennis Dodd, his tweets, um, and he went back and amended this, but he's uh, 13,000 players in the FBS, okay? Yes. Now, he amended that to 16,000 today. But, okay, so 16,000 players. A thousand of them are in the transfer portal right now. Oh, no way. Are you serious? Yes. A thousand? So oh, one out of every goodness. 16 players is like, hey, I'm going to go play somewhere else now. Oh, my goodness. That is that is truly awful right there. It really is. You know what's amazing about that, too? I, I, can I drive? Is that all right if I do that? Go ahead. Just let me get out of the car real quick. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, did you happen to see Buda Baker's tweet? Did you see his tweet the other day? Uh, the one where he, where somebody thought he looked like Buda Baker? Or no, as a matter no. of fact, no. He was he was talking about um, prime time. He was talking about uh, Deion Sanders yeah. and the Colorado head coaching job and taking it over. He tweeted this out. He said, y'all mad at prime, meaning Dion, for setting the tone of what his culture is going to be. He is creating a foundation, a standard of what he wants the program to be. Every coach at every level has to do that. He's telling them, boys, if they can't do that, if they can't be accountable to the things he wants them to be accountable to, then they can go kick rocks and hit that portal if they want. You need a standard. You need values. You need to be held accountable. And they la- and their last football season was nowhere near the standard of what Prime wanted. Set the tone. This is Buda Baker. Who this has no Buda ties Baker. to Colorado at all. Like he's no just, he's ties whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I would do right now, man? If I was a coach, I don't care if I coached Little League. I don't care if I coached in, in high school. Whatever it may be. If I'm a coach of a sports team, I'm going to rip that tweet, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dissect that, and I'm going to absorb it, and then I'm going to go ahead and regurgitate it to my players. This is exactly what culture is. Listen to Buda Baker talking about culture. Man, it's so important. It's so vital. I just, I, to me, I don't believe, I don't believe more coaches don't understand that and get the light bulb. Turn it on, please. So you were just driving the show. You don't even need me here. Yeah, you sorry just about that. that just, you I just felt like I had to go no, off. It was, it was, uh, I, once you mentioned the Buddha tweet, I remember it now because you had showed it to me, showed it to me yesterday, I believe. Um, over to basketball. Jason Tatum right now is the odds-on favorite for NBA MVP. We're baiting Boy, not even a third of the way through the season. Buddha, do you think the Boston Celtics have culture? Oh, oh yeah, they got culture all right. This is who we are, and this is how we play, and this is how we get, we win games. You better bet. Do you think the Phoenix Suns have culture? Oh, yeah. Man, it, it's just so prevalent to me. It really, I'm sorry. No, it's so, so you've got this matchup tonight. There's a reason, if you're going to talk about culture, that these are the two NBA Finals runner-ups over the last two seasons. And it's not like the Suns have dropped off this year. I mean, we can just simplify this to you've got the best team in the West, 
hosting the best team in the East tonight. You absolutely can do that. Where I was going with the Tatum MVP thing is he's the odds-on favorite, <laughs> basically tied with Giannis. Then they go Luka, they go Steph, they go Joel Embiid, and Devin Booker now has climbed into the top six. Jason Tatum, small forward, Duke. The one-and-done swingman from Duke profiles as a scorer on the NBA level. Although many say what intrigues them the most about this prospect is his versatility and athleticism. At 6'8", with a 6'11 wingspan, Tatum has solid ball-handling skills. The only question that remains is whether or not the small forward can stay healthy. He suffered an ankle injury that kept him out of eight games last season. NBA comp, former Knicks shooting guard, Allen Houston. Maloney recording. Did you do all the draft capsules for the NBA? No, Kellen did some. Okay, all right. Yeah, how about that right there? I just love the fact you got your face blown off for once. (laughs) For once. Uh, Where I was, just to finish the sentence I started 14 minutes ago. (laughs) If you look at Jason Tatum's numbers over the last Wait a minute, I got another tweet I want to read here. Well, you just, we should do that. We should just seriously spin the tweet wheel. Honestly, right now, just interrupt Luke. Just spin through your timeline and read the first tweet that comes up and we'll just do the segment based on that. That's just going to be it. (laughs) We have the wheels. Spin that thing, man. Uh, Here. Devin Booker and Jason Tatum have very similar numbers over the last month. That's all I wanted to say. And that accounts for Devin Booker's horrible game two two games ago. That's in there. They're still similar. And I'm not not trying to to bring down Jason Tatum. You said earlier he would be your MVP pick right now. He probably would be mine too. Giannis is close, but I over the course of the season, I, I think Devin Booker is going to continue to close the gap. He already has, just based on Vegas odds. I, he's closed the gap considerably. Yeah, you know, I just wonder how much is the Mavericks game in Devin Booker's head and Luka Doncic once again. <laughs> there it is. And I'm not saying necessarily because Luka Doncic is an MVP candidate and Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate and Devin Booker as well. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's that basin audience to me once again it's just d book recognizing great talent and he knows he's got that kind of great talent and we all know the smoldering competitor that devin booker is and he played there's just no other way to say it he played bad in the mavericks game man this he team, had a bad game he did and and luca outplayed him savagely yeah, I'm not going to say that because it's hard to say, but it's 100% true, so I'm glad you said it. Um, Devin Booker doesn't typically have back-to-back bad games, and the Suns don't typically lose back-to-back games, but they are playing the best team in the NBA tonight, yes. so something's got to give. And now all of a sudden, if there's one guy, honestly, if there's one player type that Devin Booker compares to, it's Jason Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good two-way guy. Right, a, g- a good two-way guy, man, who can shoot the three, shoot the ball anywhere, really, on the floor. A guy who can score the bat, the ball, and um, help you out in terms of defense, uh, and even passing. Jason Tatum is a much better passer than most people give him credit for, and we all know about Point Book. There are so many similarities that you can draw when you look at I mean, it's like that Spider-Man meme, right? You have the this year's Celtics pointing to last year's Suns and being like, wait a minute, you're, you're me. <laughs> What's going on here? But I said this earlier as I was working through it, Wolf. Okay, you got Tatum and Booker. They're not identical players, but there's a lot of similarities, and they're two of the best in the NBA, okay? And, and both still very young players. Tatum's a little bit younger, but, but still very young players. Uh, you know, the Celtics have Marcus Smart. He won. NF, or NBA Defensive Player of the Year last year. 
a lot of us believe Mikel Bridges should have won. But either <laughs> way, right. either way, it's those two guys. Right. Those two guys are right there. Marcus Smart, guard, Oklahoma State. Smart surprised many by not leaving Oklahoma State after his freshman season, and many feel he would have been a top three selection last June. After an erratic sophomore season, Smart improved his draft stock and projects as a point guard with great size at 6'4 and a 6'9 wingspan. Tell me that's Calvisi playing the harmonica at the beginning of that. You know what, honestly, right now, how do people play the harmonica? Uh, How how do you do that, man? Seriously. When I I see somebody just grab the harmonica and just just go ahead and play the thing and and do it adroitly, I, I feel like an absolute savage, like a caveman. You don't think cavemen had harmonica? Throwing rocks at the moon. So if you see Wolf in public... Play the harmonica. But just whip it out and just all of a sudden start playing the harmonica. He will throw how rocks at the moon. How do you do that? As a personal guarantee, if you want to see Wolf throw rocks at the moon, I hope Dave Pash plays the harmonica next broadcast. Uh, maybe I'll play the harmonica tomorrow. All week this week, listen for the Pantera call-out. Once you hear Wolf do the call-out, not playing the harmonica, call 602-260-9870 for your chance to win tickets to see Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. He does the call-out. He'll give you the caller number. You call in to that number, and if you are that caller number, this is real simple, you're going to see Metallica with Pantera. We've already given them out a few this week, and we've still got a couple more days. When we come back, Kyler Murray speaking to the media today following the Cardinals by week. How is he feeling heading into the matchup with the Patriots on Monday Night Football? We'll get you his thoughts next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, we're back here on the Wolf and Luke Show Wednesday afternoon. What's going on? So I just want to go ahead. I just got this uh, text from a buddy of mine who said, so you were a fan of Dion's opening meeting, Dion Sanders, of course. And I'd like to say I didn't even see it. Okay. Um, My point about Buddha's tweet is how important Buddha Baker believes culture is. Not the content of that culture. Whomever we're talking about. Different cultures for different teams. Exactly right. For me, once again, I'm talking about how important culture truly is and how a head coach controls that culture. Not what the content actually was. And you you do, in theory at least, want to set that tone early. Yes. Can't very wishy washy on it. Now, yeah, whatever it is, is, is that's a different story for, you know, different teams or whatever. Uh, Kyler Murray speaking today, and I'll be honest, Wolf, I'm, I'm looking through the sound right now. It obviously just came down because he just spoke after practice. I maybe shouldn't be, but I'm a little surprised how much of it is about Patrick Peterson. But I mean, I guess. He responded to Patrick Peterson on Twitter, or he, you know, he quote tweeted the uh, the pro football talk, or the original tweet with with Patrick Peterson's uh, quotes about him, and, and responded there. But this is the first time we've heard Kyler Murray talk about it, uh, you know, in person. So here's a few of these. Says the, uh, the he says the whole Pat P thing is now behind them. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. It, like I said, it doesn't affect me. It is what it is. You know. Peter calling you? No, I mean no. He probably, yeah, after the fact. Yeah. I mean, hell, what, <laughs> what is that going to do? Uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really take it back if you text somebody. Yeah. 
I'm going to go do a podcast after the show, Wolf, and I'm going to tell people about all your flaws. Then if you get upset, I'll text you. (laughs) What's your problem, you big baby? You know, I mean, honestly, (laughs) yeah, um, I I still, that's disappointing if, in fact, Pat P. has not called Kyler Murray, right? Isn't that what... Kyler just said? Yeah, I, I have this theory. I didn't get to share it with you last week because I wasn't here. I have this theory that Patrick Peterson's phone just doesn't work very well. And that's why he hasn't got that call from Steve Kime in two years and why he didn't call Kyler Murray. He just doesn't have He's good got service. Shane Doan's phone. <laughs> He's got Doan phone. Donor. What's up, Donor? Uh, more from Kyler. He said he was uh, very shocked about the Patrick Peterson stuff. No, 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 no. Um, no, I mean, it just, well, I was honestly, I was super shocked, you know, when I seen it because I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't even have Twitter on my phone. You know, Keith. Keith actually sent it to me. Uh, ask it, you know, he asked me what I did to him. I said, I don't know. So, I mean, that, that was kind of the gist around. I was confused. Wait, Kyler Murray doesn't have Twitter on his phone. Yeah, that's the story here. right now. I mean, honestly, doesn't does that? I, How do you use it? Like on a right. desktop? What else do you have on there? I mean, <laughs> you know what? If you don't have I Twitter, don't you don't have anything on uh-huh. there. <laughs> Just a blank phone. You know, I was the first guy on Twitter. You were for the station. You realize? Oh, I thought you meant in the world. I was the first guy, man. Seriously, yeah. I and I debated whether or not I was actually going to do it because I don't tweet. So you're just lurking on Twitter. I, I never tweeted anything. If you get my point, I have seen you. That tweet was the stuff. problem. I yeah. yeah, but I don't call it tweeting. Oh, okay. You know, it is you kind of tweet it out. No, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, phrase. you do I, like I, it. No, I, I hate you, it. You actually, I see you as a matter of fact. You do like that's, tweeting that's it out. The, yeah, but I don't like. You're right. I don't like the verbiage of tweeting it out. You can't you, tweet. You know what it is? Honestly, right now, it's you and Dave Pash. Twitter cowboys. All right. Well, Dave Pash is not bad company. Giddy up now. He's probably like, wait, you should put me in the group with Luke. This is this is like Josh Allen the other day. Wait, I'm in the same group as uh, as Kyler. What's Murray up, now. David? Uh, more from Kyler on uh, Patrick Peterson on the criticism. No, I, I mean, me and Pat have had a great relationship. That's what I'm saying. I don't, uh, you know, I, every picture I got with Pat, he's cheesy ear to ear. I'm cheesy. Like it's not. I mean, I seen him last year. He, you know, I don't. Again, I don't know where any of that's coming from, but it is what it is. And uh, more about that, he was asked about his focus now with the criticism he has been taking this year. No, no, the focus is on us, this team, uh, to win. You know, we got to go 1-0. That's the focus. We got five games left. Um, we understand what's at stake, you know, obviously with the rest of the season. Um, but that's the focus. That's where the Patriots are the focus. Kind of like the 1-0 thing. Just be, and I'm sure they've been saying it internally, and it obviously hasn't worked this year. But the last time I remember hearing Kyler Murray say one and or yeah. tweet out one and apparently right. from his desktop because he doesn't have Twitter on his phone, was last season when when they were winning every I week. Remember that because man. he would tweet out one and and somebody would be like, "You realize you guys are six and right?" And I, just I know. I love that. Remember, we had conversations about mm-hmm. that very thing, tweeting it out one and Yeah, love that. That that mental approach, man, it's it's what you have to do. Once again, heed my words on this and hear them well. A coach has got to be able to frame up a certain amount of time in a season for his team. He's got to be able to do that. And every player understands you got to take it one game at a time. 
This is a one game at a time league, the National Football League. And if you go into it thinking, oh, you know, we got to rip off three or four in a row, we've got to think, hey, here's a, here's a three game window that we have against the NFC West, right? If you don't take it one game at a time, every player knows you're in trouble mm-hmm. because every team in this league can beat another team in this league. Period. You have to focus one game at a time. And coaches go over that. And your coaches in, in your meeting rooms go over that. And, and suddenly they bring in speakers from the outside and that's all they talk about. In the front office, that's all they talk about. One game at a time. It's so myopic. It really is. But a coach, a head coach has got to be able to frame up a philosophy. Over the next multiple games, however long that may be. In this case, it's five. I want to know what Cliff is telling his team. Five games. I want to know what he's saying. See, and now I'm just caught up with that, with the, this revelation that Kyler doesn't have Twitter on his phone. Does that mean every time last year he tweeted out one to know, he was like, hold on, guys, I got to drive home and do this on my computer at home. I have to go tweet this out from my home computer because yeah. I don't have it on my phone. What if he didn't have it on there? Well, of course he had it on his yeah. Some uh, if you had to have it. Somewhere. I mean, don't you have to download the thing? You would think. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm just I saying it's it is an app, one on isn't Twitter. it? Yeah, you would know better than any of us. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you were the originator. I wasn't. I was not. Stop it! I was not the originator. But yeah. you're right. Um, no, I think what happened was there was an AE who downloaded it. <laughs> actually downloaded it for me. <laughs> so what years? Remember this? when you lost your Twitter password <laughs> and I had to hack into your account for you? That's that right. Think like about that. that would have happened, yes. Mel. So, so malevolent. Somebody else had access to it or you were just, nobody had access to it because you lost the password. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think I lost the password Wait, right there. No, but sounds, it, was, it was a nightmare. It's kind of right. like, have you ever seen um, the vacation, of course, with Chevy Chase yes. and Christmas vacation? Yes. And how many times he says, Russ! <laughs> He calls for Ross, yes. right? <laughs> That's like me and Maloney. <laughs> no! I lost I, another password. What? <laughs> IT. <laughs> it's true. I've it's seen just, this happen before the it's show. It's an absolute mess. It's like okay. Uh, here you asked about Kyler. Uh, you asked about Cliff real quick. Here's uh, Kyler was asked if he's noticed anything different from Cliff this week getting ready to coach against Belichick. Oh, you know, I know he's super competitive. You know he won't show it or tell anybody. But you know the, internally, you know he wants to win really badly. Yeah, it would, it would be it would be nice to. To, to win a game, what is happening over there? Are you okay? I just, <laughs> I'm just gonna I leave. mean, you're just you know, honestly, sometimes based on news, you can you can say it the way that it is. You're so pathetic at something. Just admit it. Something's wrong with your phone or your computer. You suck. You would not have phone access. You would not be signed into the computer, and you'd probably somehow be sitting in the dark on that side of the room. Sitting there, out of nowhere, all of a sudden your screen starts flickering. Mel. It's okay. True. This is this is behind the curtain, and I don't think it shocks anybody that's listening. <laughs> All right. All right. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, the Coyotes are wrapping up their 14-game stretch of uh, of road games tonight in Edmonton. <laughs> so what does their head coach, Andre Turney, want to see from his team before they finally get to start playing You know, in Arizona again? We're going to talk to the head coach next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. 
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, Wolf, we've been talking about Chris Paul all day, right? And how the last game he played for the Suns was November 7th. Yeah. The Coyotes' last home game was before that. That's how long it's been since they have played a home game. 14 games, correct? Yeah, this will be game number 14 tonight against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers of all uh, people and teams. Joining us on the Arizona Sports Line right now is Coyotes head coach Andre Torrini. Bear, thanks for the time, man. How you doing? Very good. What about you guys? Doing well, Bear. Doing good. Uh, you know, I looked at the weather in Edmonton yesterday, and it was negative 13. Now it says it's 26. What, uh, what's going on up there? Well, it's pretty cold right now. It's, uh, it's about, yeah, about right. It's about 26. But, uh, it's pretty cold. I heard it. We had a little bit of uh, rain in Easy. It's nothing compared with what we have here. So that's, uh, that's the temperature in Alberta on the last couple of days. So, Bear, are you ready for this 14-game road trip to be over? Uh, yes, yes, it will be. It will be good to be back home. To be honest, but we, I think the the boys did a really good job. We manage our energy right. I think given uh, our sports science and all the all the, the team performance group did a fantastic job managing energy, making sure the guys put the right fuel in the tank and all of it. That's great, but it's still mentally to grind so we'll be good uh, to, to, to be back in in, uh, in our in the valley and having the sun on our side and just having the chance to be home a little bit that will be great how much does this road trip have to do with being one six and three in your last 10 games bear it's a good question it, yeah and we'll never know you know in the sense of um I think we battled hard every game. We improved as a, as a team. We're um, more stingy at five on five. We're creating more offense at five on five. But our special teams are not as good as they were at the start of the season. That's what's make the difference in our game right now. But in all in all, I think the guys fought through and the level of energy, like I said, physically it's good. Mentally, start to be tired, but I still think the guys uh, battled really hard. Uh, you look at the last six games in particular. You have the shutout win over Carolina in there. The other games, they're all basically one goal games. Bear. I mean, you had the two goal loss to LA, but it was a late empty netter. Uh, do you take that as? I mean, yeah, I assume you have to take it as encouraging. But is there also a point where you want to see your team get rewarded for playing well enough to be that close? That's well said. I think you're you're bang on. I think. We know we're doing a lot of good things. We know we're playing good hockey. But at the same time, you want your player to get a reward. You want them to have something to show for. And I think we're at that point. Like I said, we do a lot of good things. It would be great if we can get the two points tonight, finish that road trip on a really positive note and being proud of what we achieved in that that long stretch and throughout the first uh, the first uh, 24 game of the season and 20 out of 24 in the road. So uh, it's a big game for us tonight. Bear, why do you think you have struggled on special teams as of late? You know, it's funny because it's all result-driven, and that's what pro sports is. But if you look at the numbers in terms of performance, our example on our power play, our entry are betters. We spend more time in the ozone. We have more expected goal 
than we had at the start of the season. But the the puck just doesn't go in. You know, we we have hard chance. We play better. We have better chance, better quality chance, but we cannot score. Which at the beginning of the season, we had two goals where it was in the last three or four seconds of the power play, we, we scored. Now in, in that latest stretch, we scored twice, two, three seconds after the, the power play finished. So that changed the math drastically. And it's the same. We have a few broken play early in the season where we try a pass, pass get caught, go right in the net, deflection in the net, which right now we don't have those bounds. So I don't think our power play uh, result is a reflect of our performance lately, which on the PK is another story. We we play well, but we give two, the quality of chance we gave up. It's are too too good. We I think we apply pressure, but our breakdown are too big, and we have just a few focus mistake here and there, and we we just cannot stop the bleeding. And we have a few few clearing where our guys got tired on the ice, and few situation where we need to be better. There's a few things we need to be better at. But again, I think it's uh, when when it's not the way you want, you're not that far of playing better sometimes. You're 5% better will make a huge difference in our performance, and that will shift everything in the right direction. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Uh, Bear, I know the, the Vancouver game, you guys were shorthanded eight times, and you were pretty clear after the yeah. game about how you, you have to cut down on the penalties, and you did against Calgary, but then Jacob yeah. Chickren, it was a weird penalty with five minutes left. He got kind of tangled up with a guy, and of course Calgary scores. Do you, do you have to address that after the game, or do you say, like, okay, that was kind of a weird play, and, and we did take less penalties at least? Yeah, exactly. I, I think, for me, if it's a... Uh... You, you 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 cannot start to talk about every insulate play during the game because then you lose yourself and you lose your message and the player you 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 steer the focus of the player in every direction. You need to look for tendons. You need to look for example. You said it right. I think in Vancouver was stupidity. We we take too many penalty and again they're really good power play. If we do that tonight against Edmonton, we have no chance. There, there, there won't be even a game. So we need to be smart and. Stay away from that. But it, we are in Calgary. We took two penalty. Which, which, if you're four and under, you're good. You, that that's a hockey game because you will have toughness in the game. So you may take a penalty for toughness. You may have a, a bad luck at some point, puck in the stand, whatever. Okay, it's a second penalty, and then at some point you may have to deny a scoring chance. Someone made a mistake. You deny a scoring chance, take a penalty. So, so you end up with three or four penalties. You say, okay, that that's a normal game. That's that's the way it should be. Well, if you're above that, that's now it's undisciplined because we're not good enough with our stick. Our stick are too high in the hands or we run a truck and we don't work hard enough to get on the right side of our opponent to not have to hook him, hook him or hold him or trip him. So it, it, there will be penalty tonight. It's just they have to be good penalty and the number should be under four. So, Bear, in the game of football, of course, uh, we would police ourselves from time to time. If somebody took a cheap shot on somebody, we'd run off the field and say 41, 41. And everyone knew what that meant. If you get a shot at 41, take them out. We would police ourselves. Do hockey players police themselves still? Big time, big time. That's that's the game in the game. You have to. You, you, you know, you need to take care of yourself, and the opponent needs to know they cannot take liberty on you. If 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 they can take liberty on you now, 
you're vulnerable and you don't know they will take liberty on who they may take liberty on your best player or whatever so you need there's an accountability there same thing in football if you abuse a QB if you do something you should not if you if you deliver a good hit or whatever do what you have to do okay that's part of the game but if you do something you cross the line okay there's the ref who can give you a penalty but there's the other team who will hold you accountable as well and they will they will they will have your numbers so that's the game in the game and absolutely it's important for us you call that team, team toughness and we take care of our own coach we appreciate the time good luck tonight against mcdavid and the oilers all right thank you guys have a good one thank you bear that's coyote said coach andre tourney yeah they get the oilers tonight two of the best scorers in hockey and then they are finally home for a game against the best team in the league on friday <laughs> Didn't have enough time to actually talk to Bear about it, but man, it, you know, of course, that's what the NFL's cracking down on, too. Any type of retribution, right, yeah. of one guy that was perceived of taking liberties, they're cracking down on that stuff, man. You don't see it nearly as much as what it once was. I don't think that's ever leaving hockey. I mean, if if, if it's blatantly obvious and you do something ridiculous, you'll, you'll get that's tossed. That's why I but love there's, it. There's, there's always going to be the self-policing hockey. Also, what's okay, so we got the Celtics here tonight. Yeah, we got the Boston Bruins here Friday against the Coyotes, and we got the Patriots here on Monday against the. What is what? What's wow. going on? That is weird. Some sort of like Boston. Let's get out of the snow for a little bit in December invasion type thing going. That's right, Fucked up. All right, we come back. Chris Paul is back. Is it all part of a bigger plan? Next, Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Sun's Day brought to you by Coco 5. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final segment of the show, and we've got the Suns hosting the Boston Celtics tonight. At, yeah, I really do say Boston. Just, you you did it? right there. You just said it. Boston. I don't I'm know why you said Boston. Boston. I've been to Boston for like three days my whole life. I, I know. had a roommate in college that was from Boston. Maybe Boston. That's Maybe just that one word. You say Boston. Boston. <laughs> let, me, let me work on this. The Suns Boston. hosting the Boston Celtics tonight yeah. at 8 o'clock. Right. Why would you say Boston? Footprint Center. I don't know. But what, if, what if you could have the accent of whatever team was coming to town? Yeah. That would be a Hall well, of Fame. I'm sure there's some people out there who can actually do some accents. Yeah, that would be annoying. Aren't actually. you glad you don't have one? Like an accent. I don't know. Do you think that we do? Like, if I went to Italy tomorrow, would they be like, oh, yes. you have a Phoenix accent? No, no, no. They, no. Uh, they don't. They, they just would say never do that right now, first of all. They would <laughs> promise you on that one. <laughs> so They'd they never say, say that. All They'd right. say, man, you, you're, you can't talk. Oh, well, that'd be hurtful. Considering um, that's our job. The most annoying accent by far and away is the southern accent. We all agree on that, right? I mean, we all understand. Just stop it with the y'all. I, I, I just I, when you say annoying, all I can think is Luca Doncic. So I, I get distracted. I can't even think accent. I just think that is Luca. awesome, right there. You said annoying, and Luca. I just saw Luca's face pop up. Luca, your name is annoying. Yeah, which is really annoying for me because it sounds a lot like Luke. Okay, uh, great. Uh, so here's uh, this is you, you called for this audio earlier. This is Chris Paul back on October 30th after the Suns had just played the Houston Rockets, got the win. Chris Paul was still playing at that point. By the way, Chris Paul is expected. 
to be back tonight unless there's some sort of setback in the next few hours. Uh, he, this is Chris Paul talking to Al McCoy and Tim Kempton after the game about, you know, kind of giving us some insight on the Suns' plan for this season. Again, this is a month and a half ago, but we're sort of seeing it play out. You know, I think we stressed it a lot uh, in preseason, in training camp. Me probably more than anybody, because in the playoffs, you know, you got these guys trying to pick me up full court and do all this different stuff. So now, I think the confidence that we'll build throughout the regular season will help us going into the playoffs. That's the plan. Okay, so that was in regard to other people bringing the ball up the court, right? Just taking the load off of Chris Paul. And yes. He also said Devin Booker in that interview, but just kind of minimizing the load that those two are carrying in November, let's say. Yeah, and it makes so much sense, doesn't it? And it was interesting because Chris said, even me, right? Especially me. He was involved. Part of the conversation. Part of the conversation yeah. right here. So that, I think that was really interesting as well because they they had to approach him. They had to approach him and say, Chris, you know, we see a pattern here. What if he brought it up? Maybe he did. That's a great That's a great suggestion right there. Maybe he was the one who did that. One's a point, two's a trend, three's a pattern. Uh, here's more from Chris Paul again. This is back on October 30th. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, we together all day, every day. So right. you see the type of work that guys put in. You know, we got to, uh, what coach I always say, like our gym is always live. Right. You know, campaign, guys in there shooting. So when we out there playing, we know our standard and we want to try to play to it. Now, he's only played a couple games since then. He'll be back tonight. One more from uh, back in October talking about uh, it's it's a better way to play when you have Cam Johnson was obviously healthy when he said this, uh, but Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, some of these other guys. Better play. You know, we've been so, I mean, heavy-centric on me and Devin and stuff like that over the last few years. It's it's nice to play where Cam Johnson's handling the ball, Mikel Bridges, everybody. It's an equal opportunity to offense, and uh, I I, I keep saying the same thing but it's a fun way to play. Just got to find a way, man. You got to find a way to play when Chris Paul is not right. You have to find a way to play when it matters the most. You had to do that coming into this season. You had to find a way, man. If Chris Paul goes down once again, you can't be so Chris Paul-centric in order to run your offense and do it smoothly when he's not there. You, You just can't. You can't take that risk again, Luke. It's been amplified if you think, okay, so we've seen now the last month the Suns haven't had Chris Paul, 14 games. And other than what happened on Monday, I think we'd all be pretty happy with what they've done. They're 9-5, and even with that game. But it's not just not Chris Paul. They still haven't gotten anything for Jay Crowder. They haven't had Cam Johnson. So it it is really a fraction of what their team should ideally look like in the second half of the season and playoffs, and they've still managed to go 9-5. and But it it sets the stage now that you are most likely getting him back tonight for a real good showdown with the best team in the NBA in Boston. Yeah. Do you have any other song you want to actually right, well, this is now. So this is Chris Paul from today talking about the benefits of guys like Campaign getting more run here over the last month. It's very beneficial. You've seen it from other teams all over the league from the years. They're gone. You know, guys get a chance to get their confidence. Uh, not the Campaign needs confidence, but even playing great. Uh, Ish, Wayne Wright been in there playing well. And we, we just always had that culture in that team. 
That's what you need, man. You need it, though, once again. You know, listen, campaign needs to go out and get some starter minutes to actually get out there on the floor and be out there for a long time. He plays better that way. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think you're right on that. He does. I think even he would say that. And In fact, I think he has said that campaign. I yeah, think I think that. he does. But I think it's interesting, too, to, to see Chris Paul actually speak to that right there in regard to not that he needs confidence, right? But, man, it's so important that when you're out there, you produce. And so much of the time, you've got to be out there for a while to get into the flow of things and to be able to produce. And once you see yourself do that, man, I I talk about it all the time. But when it's you in the pillow at 2.30 in the morning and you're wide awake for whatever reason it is, As a young professional athlete that is trying to make his way at the highest level our species can generate, at some point in time, you have to be able to say to yourself, when it's just you and the pillow and the shadows creeping across the the ceiling, you have to be able to say, I got this. I can do this. And believe it in your heart. And the only way that's going to happen is you go out there and you're experiencing success. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You're late.